Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And this week on the podcast, we are going to be grilling Sharla all <laughs> about her recent cruise on the Disney Wish because she, she's so fancy. She stayed in concierge. Lucky. Me and the rest of the peons were down on the red you're like no. Jack and she's like Rose, and yet somehow you found a way to meet on board. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was like, but please. She's like, no, there's no room. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarah did try very hard to get I tried it to go. I tried to upgrade. I did try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but alas, it was not to be because concierge spells out really fast for good reason. And we will get into all of that. But first... We're going to do our hot take section. So this is, by the time you hear this, this will probably be a couple of weeks old. Um, and it's sort of a general warning as well as a Disney specific warning. <laughs> but I just, and this is, yeah, just beware the internet, please. <laughs> like just, if you see something online, particularly from, certain websites which shall remain nameless but you know who I'm talking about if you're a Disney fan <laughs> just be really careful about what you see Disney rumors things that are not authenticated and anything that isn't coming directly from a verified news source here's a couple of examples about this recently did you guys see you know Disney of course it's Orlando it's summer well we're actually recording this on the first day of fall but it's still hurricane season and thunderstorm season so as Heather knows better than anybody, because she used to live there, thunderstorms are just a reality of living in Orlando at this time of year, right? Yeah, and they're really scary. Um, like, very scary, actually. Yeah. Uh, I had, it where I lived, an apartment block on the other side of my town went up in flames. Brand new apartment, by the way. It was only open a month. Um, and I happened to be across the street as the thunderstorm was starting and the woman I was speaking to is like, you better get home. This is going to be a bad one. And I got in my car, drove the mile to my apartment. Um, and the world, like it, the clouds unleashed, it was pitch black outside. Um, and then about an hour later I had turned on the news and this apartment block across the street from where I was standing went up in flames. Like oh, nobody was hurt, but like brand new, completely so gone. So they're, uh, they're intense. Right. So and this is where it gets murky, right? Because storms in Florida are super, super, super intense and can be very scary. And in fact, there was a recent just horrible tragedy, um, you know, and I, my family is a rowing family um, and a rowing club in Orlando had a tragedy where one of their boats got stuck by lightning and it was just, it was just an awful situation. But one of the photos that was sort of circulating on the internet was this image of a funnel cloud, which is sort of like the precursor to a tornado or an actual tornado if it touches down, behind Spaceship Earth. And it went pretty viral. It was all over my Facebook feed, all over TikTok, like everybody was talking about this image. Um, and people were reporting, oh my gosh, I mean, it was, it was a potential tornado. It didn't actually touch down, but look, here's this image. It now appears that the image was fake. It was, it was created. It was not a real it was not a real image. And so it gets complicated, right? Because people freaked out about this image and there is a basis for the freak out, right? Because <laughs> these thunderstorms do happen and tornadoes are, have happened. And 
um, you know, every time there's lightning within a however many mile radius, every, every outdoor attraction in Walt Disney World and the Skyline, everything has to shut down, right? Mm -hmm. But this particular thing didn't actually happen. <laughs> well, what I don't understand is, I mean, I guess I do understand it. It's a phenomenon that's been happening, you know, for the last 20 or so years, more so recently with the, you know, with Photoshop being how advanced it is. Right. But like, don't you think that if there was a tornado in Epcot, Disney would say something. They would say, okay, we've, you know, we've been in touch with the authorities. We have to shut down so they can come and inspect. Or, you know, the weather service verified that a category X tornado has touched down. But like they shut down the parks for hurricanes. They would shut it down if a tornado had happened and they have to assess the damage. Like they're not going to hide that from us. So right. why yeah, does yeah. everybody jump and go, oh my gosh? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting it, as a person who has, who has been through a tornado and who has had a tornado um, come through their yard. <laughs> um, they do pop up quickly and sometimes there isn't always warning and it doesn't always, you know, like it's, you know. Well, sure. I, but after the fact, Disney would have yeah. to do something. What happens afterwards is the national, you know, weather, whatever comes over and they, you know, determine that it was in fact a tornado and what the exact path was and what category it was. And it's like a very, sort of specific process to actually declare something a tornado um, as opposed to a microburst or like, don't ask me why I know all of this. I've been through it twice now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, and then sort of the other thing was um, this again, this week, as we're recording this a couple weeks from now, when you're hearing this, there was this video that again, went very viral. And in fact, one of our listeners shared it on, in our Facebook group um, that was a somebody supposedly sneaking a kid into a theme park, one of the Disney theme parks in the back of a stroller. Like they had a blanket sort of over the stroller and the kid was like hiding and then they got through the gates and the kid hopped out and went on their merry way. And of, co and of course, everybody has a big reaction to it. Me included. Like that's, yeah, you know, that's not fair. This is why we can't have nice things. And, you know, and then it sort of turns out that actually it was a joke and they didn't really do, but who, who knows really? We don't actually know what the real story on that was yet, but there is this new sort of trend among creators and not just Disney creators, but like a content creators where they're, they're, they're trying to get a reaction, right? Everybody's trying mm -hmm. to get something to go viral. Even your average everyday person who just has a, a, a TikTok account, you know, everybody's trying to do something for attention. Well, yeah. yeah, everybody wants attention. And especially if they're creators, not that you would know um, when you see them in the park, but that's how they make their money. Right? right, like they, they only make their money when they get, you know, yeah. a billion views or 10 million views. So of course they have to do something outrageous and outlandish um, because they want to get paid and I don't well, blame them. So this is not Disney, but something like this just happened to me at Ron John Surf Shop in Port Canaveral. Oh yeah, while we were right. there. You're telling us about this. Um, so I was furious at, for hours afterwards because it just you know kind of spoke to my uh self-doubt kind of thing um because i was upstairs and i was shopping and i was looking for shorts and the i had seen these kids doing the like teenagers doing this video thing and one of them when i was going through the clothes rack he just kept saying hey grandma 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 look at me don't, don't you remember me grandma and like or granny he called me granny but still um and i just finally just 
walked away and I didn't say, I never said a word. I never, I had a mask on and I did not show my face, but there could be a video of me out there ignoring this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's invasive. Yes. It, that's what it was. I don't care if people film me. I don't care if people call me granny or whatever. I'm obviously not this kid's great. Well, I guess I could technically be, but you know, I'm not this kid's granny. And I don't know what exactly he expected me to do. Maybe get a rise out of me or something, but I just walked away and I said, I just kind of said to my family, we need to kind of go. And, but what if it was somebody who can't take a joke or who there could have been a lot of things that they did wrong in that besides just bother me. And it was, it's not okay to do that and to take advantage of somebody. Well, and that's sort of my issue with the, the video of somebody, you know, potentially or attempting to, or even joking about sneaking one of their kids into the theme park is that you don't know what context people are going to view this in. And if it was a joke, or even if it wasn't a joke, either way, it's really poor behavior. What's the joke? Like, I don't understand why that's meant to be... Haha, I'm funny not even sure or... that it was. Like I said, we don't know all the details around it, but some people are saying, oh, they said, you know, they talked to the, you know, the family said it was a joke or blah, 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 or, you know, I guess it was a joke about how expensive Disney has become or whatever, which. But who was the wrong. one <laughs> making a point? Was it the people filming it? Because I saw the video that you're talking about and, you know, it's a TikTok and, oh my gosh, these people just snuck the kid in and blah, blah, blah. She hops out of the stroller. Were they in on it with this family? I don't know. Like, were that's, you pretending like you didn't know them? Or, or how do you know that the kid is not, maybe she's a really tall little girl. You don't know. Like, how do you know she snuck them in? How do we know that it's a joke? And the family said that, what does it matter? Mind your own business. Well, that's just it. And so, but that's the thing. So when you see something online and you have sort of an initial reaction to it, and this is true of anything, right? This is true of politics. This is true of healthcare. This is true of any, like, this is true of anything that you find online. Just take a minute and consider the source, you know, consider, yeah. and then consider, does it affect you directly or not? You can have an opinion on something, sure, but does it, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, here's my opinion. If they snuck in a kid, okay, that's against the rules. That's not really cool. They maybe saved $150, but they can't get Genie Plus. They can't get a lightning lane for that kid. Right. They can't, uh, they're going to spend money on souvenirs and food and things like that so they're still spending money and they're not getting some of these perks that right. you know you would you would have to get um also the, the it was like it's on video i'm sure disney can probably identify them like, uh-huh, sure, like exactly you, know, they're, you run the risk of getting banned from the park yeah i think also it's hard listen i think this is all stupid and i don't like any of it but Disney has now started taking creators under their wings where before, you know, it like not that long ago, seven or eight years ago, it used to be against the rules to film in Disneyland. Like I remember trying to do planning videos for my clients and like if they saw you filming, they would come and shut you down and be like, no, you don't do that here. And the rules have changed so quickly because they realized they couldn't get ahead of it. So we might as well embrace it. And so now, you know, just a couple weeks ago, they invited all these creators down to help them film content in the parks. And then some of these creators now have merchandise lines with Disney that, you know, that a creator designed and yep, Disney pays for. Disney. Cool. Yep. Who I love. Yep, um, she's adorable. Oh, love her. Yes. So cute. But I'm what I'm saying is 
other creators who haven't been at this that long or who don't have the following that these others do are trying to make it so that they do and so yeah. that they're they're going to the parks and doing whatever they can to get eyes on their content and then by all of us sharing the video and talking about it we're giving them exactly what they want and then we get into this thing where and it's not just disney it's any community um you know of fans around the world where it, it's like this mob mentality of mm -hmm. oh all these people are talking about it now i have to talk about it and i have to believe it mm -hmm. and i have to give my opinion and it just kind of snowballs from there yeah yeah and and i've seen people um like creators treat cast members especially the performers the character actors in a way to get um views that makes me crazy. and that and i follow somebody on tiktok who used to be a performer a cast member and she just she goes she gets really mad about it and it makes sense because you shouldn't ask a cast member to do something that would not be what you would ask the actual character to do right yeah yeah yeah, these people, these people's jobs are hard enough. Like, let's please not involve them in your whatever insanity. And so all of this really to say that here at Disney Park Princess, <laughs> <laughs> as content creators, one thing that you are not going to see us do <laughs> are stunts like this. You know, yeah. I think it wasn't that a stunt, wasn't a stunt. I, I, we know. had a conversation very early on, like maybe we didn't even start yet or we had just started a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. um, and we were watching the trends of, you know, what was hitting and what was taking off in the Disney community and everything seemed to be clickbait, right? Like mm -hmm. here, five reasons why we hate X, Y, and Z or why you should never do this. And we started talking about, you know, blogs that we used to love that now we don't really read anymore because they've become so clickbaity and just trying to grab your attention and we decided a long time ago like, that's just not our angle and so maybe we don't get as many hits from people as others but i don't know i just don't agree with that type of scandalous or sensationalism it, it just it's not fun i'd rather just talk about what is not not speculate yeah so anyway that's our hot take and a general warning <laughs> to not trust anything you see on the internet Check the source, <laughs> you know, do a little research before you um, sort of get your knickers in a twist about something. It's just that that might not even actually be a thing, you know? Yeah, anyway, exactly. That does it. On to much more fun stuff, which is what is it like to cruise concierge on the Disney Wish? Stay tuned. All right, Miss Sharla, Miss Fancy Pants Mangas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me start with um, the, the onset of this. When I heard the Disney Wish was coming out, we booked it so far in advance that I was like, let's do concierge. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I said, I have never sailed concierge on Disney Cruise Line before. And this was an opportunity to do that. And I am so glad that we did. Um, so it is very similar in a lot of ways to staying club level in one of the deluxe resorts and as far as the amenities in the concierge lounge but it was so much more than that <laughs> okay well let's let's back up a little bit so you booked this um i think as soon as they opened booking for disney wish yes which is right around the same time so that was like a year and a half ago yeah let's first back up even a little further which is um 
concierge is different on each of the ships, right? So it is not right. the same across the fleet. The lounges are different. Where the staterooms are are different. Um, right. Um, so we, so yes, the they added when they built the wish, they realized that people want concierge access and the other concierge areas on the other four ships are very small mm -hmm. and very, it's very hard to get a concierge stateroom. So they added a lot of staterooms to this and therefore the lounge, the concierge lounge is huge on this ship. Yeah, it's really nice. Yep. Yeah, it's really big. It's um, the concierge lounge is on deck 12. And then outside on deck 12, there's a, um, a, a balcony. And this is uh, very far forward, all the way forward on deck 12. There's a, a balcony lounging area that you can just sit and watch. And then upstairs, there is a whole, there's a separate bar, but there's a whole area with two hot tubs a little splash pool, if you call it that. It's like a fountain type pool and loungers and all of that outside as well. So there's really two separate areas to the concierge lounge, um, all accessible from the lounge on deck 12. And it's, I mean, it's big. It's like, very I, big. Charlotte snuck me in there on the first day just to get a quick little tour. I didn't stay. That was my only access to the club lounge for the rest of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a quick little walkthrough and it is stunning. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, there's so when you walk in from either you can access it from either the port side or the starboard side. You go in and you immediately see the concierge little desk that is staffed by one of the four concierge team members. It's open from 7 a.m. until 10 p.m. daily. Uh, to your on the other side, there's that's where the food is, and they offer food offerings uh every day and that's where it's more like what's a club level they have breakfast from 7 to 10 30 lunch 11 to 4 30 dinner 5 to 8 o'clock and that was like a tea kind of thing in between the mm -hmm. um the lunch and the dinner too and then dessert treats from 9 to 10 p.m and from 5 to 10 p.m the bar is open so it's all the drinks that that you want. And some of the people that were in there really took advantage of that. <laughs> there was some of the people, not you. No, no, because I didn't sit in the lounge like that. There were definitely people in there who sat in the lounge and uh, I were... mean, if I paid all that money for concierge, you better yeah. believe I'd be sitting in the lounge getting my free wine. <laughs> um, well, I said when we when we found that out, I said I'm not going to pay for a drink on this on this ship and see how I do, and I did pretty well with that because uh, <laughs> it was every night at five to ten you could drink whatever they want, and you have champagne. They have champagne. I mean, free champagne. Did you get some for sale away? Um, obviously, I got some <laughs> from five to ten every night. <laughs> And I would walk in there. Every, and, uh, every time I saw her at night, she had a glass of champagne in her hand. <laughs> every night. <laughs> and I found out, too, if you want something from a restaurant, like the Arendelle restaurant, their specialty cocktail was the, uh, what's it called? The frozen fractal. It oh, was yeah, like the sparkling, fractal, yeah. sparkling apple juice with champagne in it. And I tried that, and I tried, got it in the lounge. So you can you could do, you can ask for just about anything. That doesn't make that promise them they, they will get it for you, but you can ask mm -hmm. them anything. And then all day they have sodas, water, um, upstairs in the outside area, they have do a Dole Whip slushy machine. Um, they have 
all the you know soft drinks that you can get and water all the time so that was really nice too um our stateroom was just a concierge stateroom with veranda it was not a suite it was just the regular stateroom but you it was a, you had a family stateroom. yeah deluxe family, family stateroom. Stateroom. Yep. Uh, but it was not a suite it was a family stateroom and it did, and it there were plus amenities. There were there was a better. Um, we had Elemis products. Nicer toiletries than I. Uh -huh. We had a rain shower um, yep. in the bathroom. Other than that, the layout was exactly the same as any other stateroom, really. Yeah, I, the suites have um, fancy shower. You had a really pretty like a like a mosaic tile uh -huh. sort of thing, whereas I just had a, a sort of a just general tile <laughs> which was very pretty there was a very pretty like little um design but it wasn't as fancy as yours right and we had an extra we did have a couple of extra things we had extra, had shelving. An extra shelving unit mm -hmm. and i i'm not again i'm not sure if that was because it was the family stateroom or because it was concierge. concierge yeah but um that was i mean that was basically our experience as far as the amenities go on the actual ship but yeah. There's other things that you got, such as you get priority seating to the shows at night if you choose to take advantage of that. I did not take advantage of that because you have to go 40 minutes before the show, and I'm the type that I'm just going to walk in and find a seat if it's just, that's if it's just me. Strange because I feel like if they're reserving, like that's a perk, you get special seating. Like that should just be there the whole time. You, if it. I should be able to go in a minute before the show nope. because I'm concierge. Nope, it wasn't. It says 40 minutes prior to the start, see your concierge team in the elevator landing to be escorted through an exclusive entrance to choose your seats before. So that's kind of cool that you get a. An but do they then hold the seats for you? Like I pick this seat right here and now probably it's mine. Not. And so that's probably not. But you do get complimentary fresh popcorn before showtime. And that's good for any movie or theater show and we did take, we did, advantage, we did of take advantage of the fresh popcorn <laughs> don't you get fresh popcorn anyway like i got fresh popcorn before my and the show on the way you have, to pay. You have to pay for it i didn't well you were, also you were on a media cruise on a media typically cruise. it's it costs money yeah um so then um you also get 24 hours of continuous internet so i just signed on to it for one day um and that's that's all the internet that I got instead of paying for it. So that's what I got. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also prior to your cruise. Oh yes. So prior to your cruise, you do get um, extra time to book excursions, cabanas. That's how we got the cabana. Mm -hmm. um, the concierge team would reach out to you, and you could say, "Yes, I want to book Palo on this specific day," and that's we got our Palo brunch that way. So it was just a simple, quick email. I want to do this, and they book it all for you. Um, it's kind of like having a travel agent plus because while <laughs> a travel agent, well, I, as a travel agent, will do that for you. They actually have the access to do it for you. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that's really how we got the cabana because yeah, cabanas are typically by the time it gets to the gen pop. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah, not available they're or yeah. Um, so that's, if, if that's something that's important to you, to have a cabana you really need to book concierge and be prepared to pay in full well before your actual due date yes because you do need to be paid in full mm -hmm. uh, in order for the concierge to help you with yeah. those things yeah um and one thing to note that i didn't say earlier the deposits with 
the concierge staterooms on Disney Cruise Line are non-refundable. So I think it's also important to say while we're talking about money that um, any discounts, so like onboard bookings or the Disney Plus discount that's not available in a concierge stateroom. Right, right. So if I had booked on board and then later wanted to set that date um, and then I booked concierge, I'd still don't get that 10% off. I wouldn't get that 10%. Right. Yep. So, so, so there are some logically speaking. So yeah. prior to your cruise, you get their assistance with booking all of your things. And then once you get to the port, there's a concierge perk as well, right? Yes. You get boarding group one automatically, which means you basically can show up anytime the port opens. And as soon as they are letting people on, they do let the back-to-back cruisers on first, mm-hmm. but, as soon, but there's a very tiny little concierge area on the, um, in the port, which is, it's so small. It was really cramped in there, but they do let you in first and they let you in through the separate doors mm-hmm. that, that they, um, but I noticed that with this sailing, because when we had sailed back to back and we had, you know, you have to get off the ship and, and you get back on first. When we got off the ship, we just waited in the concierge lounge area. But on this sailing, I guess because there are so many more concierge rooms on the wish, uh, the back-to-back sailors were in another place altogether. Okay, there wasn't enough room for all the concierge people. And right. Yeah. So, and I don't know if they're planning on putting in a permanent area, but I did see a sign that said back-to-back cruisers can wait here. Um, but yeah, so we got so we got off that. Uh, we got priority embarkation and we got priority disembarkation, debarkation, um, where we had to meet in the lounge and they would walk, they key-coded the elevator, so we went straight down. And then we did not have to wait in the long line to get off the ship either. We went through on the other side and walked through the Grand Hall to get off the ship. Nice. Yeah. Uh, And then also your rooms were ready uh, sooner. Yes. Our rooms were ready immediately as soon as we got on the ship. Yep. I mean, that's a big one because our rooms were- Yeah, that's a nice thing. one thirty on the wish. It varies by ship. Typically, it's like 12.30, 1 o'clock. It was one thirty on wish Mm -hmm. um, before the rooms were ready. So, yeah, we got on the ship a little after 12.00. And our and our rooms were ready, so straight we went room. straight to our room and put our stuff down. And um, well, we did a couple of other things, but yeah, we went straight to our room pretty much right away. Yep. Um, and yeah, and then we were able to just kind of go around. And one of my favorite things to do on embarkation day is just walk around and take some photos and do a bunch of things before we get settled. And we were able to do that without the encumbrance of. <laughs> Our bags. Our, our bags. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yep. was, so that was what we did. So yeah, that's a big perk. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, like you said, priority debarkation, which is really nice. Which is um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Although I have to say, you know, I mean, I remember like on my first cruise or early cruises, like I would be so frantic about like getting my bags out the night before, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, getting off the ship at the right time. And now I'm like, I don't put my bags out the night before. No. Yeah. I, str- I no. wait the, until the last possible second and then just stroll off the ship. And like, same, just, same. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I normally do as well. Yeah. But um, we w- did want to get on the road. And so I was like, well, if we, if we do this before, um, I don't remember what time, but if we do this before this time, we will get this priority access and we don't have to worry about it. Otherwise, I would have just waited until 9.30 when they're like, get off this ship. Get off. <laughs> and, yeah. But uh, we did actually put our bags out the night before on this one because for some reason, 
we just took so much stuff this time. Normally we pretty you had a lot of stuff. <laughs> 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 I have cruised with you on many occasions. Um, I've never cruised with your family. No, I have cruised with your family before. That's not yeah. true. Um, I you had a lot of stuff. We did, <laughs> and I I don't know how we ended up bringing this as much stuff as we did. I but. think you I think you bought a lot of stuff too. Like, <laughs> we did buy yeah, we did buy some things. Uh, we bought some yeah. dogs. Dora had like a whole yeah. <laughs> So we, here's a good tip. We actually carry, and this may not work if you're flying or whatever, but we carry with us a foldable duffel bag that just fits without hardly any room in the suitcase. And then we use it for laundry and as a catch-all. And so we did put that out the night before as well. So okay. <laughs> um, otherwise it's up to my husband to just kind of schlep it on himself and, and he will, but um we did put our, our some of our stuff out the night, most of our stuff out the night before, yeah. and the the our luggage tag too was in. I, I'm not sure if it was in a separate place, but it was a very front, like right after you get off the escalator okay. place. Yeah, I'm sure they keep the concierge bags yeah. all sort of in one um, easy but, to access section. Right, and this this has nothing to do with concierge, but we did we got a porter because we again we had a lot of stuff, and I think that the porters are invaluable. If you need a porter at the port, grab one. Um, but they are the the ones who organize. They are the ones who organize the luggage. It's not mm-hmm. the it's not the ship team. The porters are the ones who get the luggage on the ship and off the ship. Um, it's otherwise it's just in this room. And they, and he said that they, they go in in the mornings and they do it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought I had always thought it was. Yeah. Those porters will get you through TSA or oh, whatever it's called there. Yeah. Like so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we just walked past everybody and, yep. and I was, and Nora was like, we're breaking in line. I was like, stop it. And you go follow this just guy. Keep <laughs> follow this guy. Because that's the, and the faster, see, cause the faster they go through, the better for them because then they have the turnover because they work right. on the tips at that point. Tip. Yeah. So uh, make sure you tip. Make sure you tip the porters. They work hard. They're carrying big bags and they break in line for you without yep. having to feel bad about it. So yep. my my, yep. my number one tip when I'm traveling, like like we got off the ship, we did not get a porter, but what we did is we got right behind a porter. <laughs> like there yeah. was a porter. So where he went, I went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Line, I got in line. My exactly. Name. We were off that ship and out of the port. We didn't even have to show our passports to anybody. They were just like, yep, keep going. Oh, well, yep. we, he, he was complaining because we got in the line with the chatty TSA guy instead oh. of the other one. And he, he uh, had, been, you could tell he was looking as we were going yeah. and he, and he picked the lane that had the other one and then they swapped. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got right up toward the end and we, he was like, I'm sorry. I tried. It was like, we were like, that's fine. But he, this guy was like looking at everybody and doing and the other, and the other guy was like, yep, you're good. You're good. You're good. So you must've had the other guy. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. just, they literally just yeah. waved us right on past. We didn't show anybody our passport. We didn't show it. They just, yeah. Just, yeah. No, he made us like pull down our masks and do all that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. was. So anyway, Poor that one for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So uh, speaking of tipping, I'm actually glad that you mentioned that. What is the situation with tipping the concierge staff on your cruise? Okay. So you do not have to, so you do tip them. It is not included with your daily gratuities. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding the paper now. Uh, so you, wrong paper. Uh, you, your daily gratuities are more expensive. One of the reasons why 
I think the only reason why is because you have two stateroom attendants. You have a main stateroom attendant and an assistant stateroom attendant. Okay. So the tips for the... That's how uh, they get your rooms ready so fast on that first day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The tips for the dining staff is the same for okay. for that, but but they do do extra tipping for the extra stateroom attendant. And it was the extra stateroom attendant who saved my butt with my key card, but we can talk about that on another, maybe a Patreon. <laughs> yeah. um, but, and then the concierge staff themselves, there's four members of the concierge staff, plus all the food servers, the bartenders, and all of that. So um, there's a, when they put the papers in your room, like prior to the last night, it says that the concierge staff, including the food and bar staff, all split the, the tips if you tip them. Okay. So I didn't, while I I kind of worked with one concierge more than the others, I did not tip her extra. I tipped on, you know, on everything. I just handed it to her. Okay. So they all get a fair share of it. Because I was going to tip like the one bartender who remembered I, I wanted champagne and things like that, but they all share it apparently. They split it equally. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Good to know. Uh, so for those of you who are wondering um, how much more concierge costs versus a regular veranda stateroom, um, we're obviously not going to get into the details of what Charlotte paid because that's her business. But I did just go on the Disney Cruise website and priced out the September 11th, 2023 cruise. Uh, it's a four night on the wish, which is exactly what we did this September. Um, and veranda cruising, uh, excuse me, veranda staterooms start. So this is the entry level veranda, um, starts around $2,700 for two adults. And concierge starts at about 5,200 for two adults. So obviously the difference between the highest veranda, like a deluxe, like a category four deluxe family is, and concierge is going to be less, but mm -hmm. you're still paying a pretty significant, um, increase, but do sounds like you get what you pay for. Yeah, and we get asked this a lot. Like, is it worth it to stay club yeah. level, or is it worth it to stay at a deluxe resort? And in terms of money, no. Sarah and I had both had a great time, and she paid less money than me. Guess what? So what? <laughs> this is exactly what we wanted to do out of our trip. And is it worth it in terms of twice the price? I don't know. That's up to you. It, everything's relative, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so we also like the word value instead of cost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you? Do I think that the value was really good? I do. We booked it a very long time ago. I don't remember the price difference in what we booked and the regular veranda. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but because we booked it really close to opening, um, to the opening date, it's, the value of it to me at that time was worth it. Yep. So it was a special thing for your family. And yeah. now we have all sales um, concierge on other cruise lines. So I just want to talk a minute about sort of comparing concierge on Disney cruise line to other cruise lines that we've sailed on. Mm -hmm. um, so I've done concierge uh, with both of you at different times, I think on celebrity celebrity. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And then, Charlotte, have you done concierge on Royal? Yes, I've done concierge on Royal Caribbean. Um, one of the main differences on Royal Caribbean, now this doesn't, this is not on every ship, but they have a concierge-only restaurant as mm -hmm. well as, or a suite-only restaurant, as well as their um, bar is open pretty much all day. 
So that's a that's a difference, I think. Um, and the fact that their concierge lounge is large and it includes the restaurant that's that made a big difference to me because i ate specialty or at the at that restaurant every night when i was um on the concierge on the royal caribbean so Mm -hmm. the other thing i loved on celebrity was one of the staterooms we had um actually both times no no heather when you and i sailed we had like a like like a it wasn't like a butler exactly but yes, he he was kind of a butler. He wasn't really a butler. Like he wasn't unpacking our clothes. But that man brought me a vegan latte every morning while I had my robe and slippers on, and I had my little latte. And he brought you your hot my chocolate. Hot yep. And yeah. we had it every morning on our balcony. Yeah, and some some other ships have have that too. Like depending on the level of concierge service mm-hmm. that you get and the kind of suite. Like Royal Caribbean has the genie. Um, right. But as far as I could tell. And I, I, please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Even if I had the one of the royal suites or something, I didn't get an extra concierge on top of the ones that were in there. I don't believe so. Although they will come to your room and, you know, like if you're in one of the, the suites, they do come to you instead of yeah. coming to them. And that makes sense too. Um, and then there's also other perks that come with it, you know, some of the suites on, on Disney Cruise Line, like the ability to order from Palo and have it right room service you know think things like that yeah I think also on Virgin um one of a set of our friends did um Rock concierge Rock. one of the yeah. that's their mm-hmm. version of concierge um and I got to go and, and hang out in their room I think that um the rooms were a little small on Virgin but I thought the service was better like you had a record player in your room and your butler would bring you um records of your choice um you had like um an in-room mini bar and depending on the level you are within the concierge level it's either you know one time and they fill it with whatever you want or it's bottomless and they continuously Mm -hmm. stock your mini bar um and then they also had your rock star agent which is your concierge slash butler and they help them out with all sorts of things. So I feel like Disney just listening to you, Charlotte has gotten better from what they were yeah. certainly yeah. in the suite department, but still not quite grasping what yeah, concierge. Yeah. Other cruise lines do it a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did have, um, we did have not a mini bar, but we did have sodas and water in our, the fridge in our room. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course we ran out of diet Coke because that's B and <laughs> they, brought us Diet Coke and then we asked for Fanta and Oro wanted Fanta. We asked for what we wanted. So right. and they restocked it for you. They, yeah. they did. Um we, we had fresh fruit in our room. Mm-hmm. You know, so there were some nice things like that, but nothing that I would deem necessary. But yeah. it was nice. Yeah. Um, the other thing I loved about celebrity is every afternoon they would just bring canapes to your room. Yeah. 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 You had I like a fancy that. little treat. <laughs> and celebrity too, I think they um Correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but we had like sparkling wine in our yep. room just one time, but like on embarkation. So it was yep. like a little celebration. Um, yep. But and I re- like binoculars. Yes. And, um, like my Robes. stateroom on Disney, my stateroom had a bathrobe, but Charlotte's bathrobes were much nicer. <laughs> they, they were nicer, but I couldn't wear it. It was so hot. It was like this really yeah. thick plus was bathrobe. More like a spa sort of waffle knit kind of bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was just so hot. But one thing that they should have done, uh, we, they should have put a third bathrobe or a kid's bathrobe in our room. Yeah, you should like, have enough bathrobes for the people in mm-hmm. the staying. Yeah. yeah. 
but they didn't they had to but um so that anyway it was i am glad that we did it i would you do it again um yes i would of course i would do it again because (laughs) it it was it spoils you but allowing sure (laughs) right that's that's the thing is you know i am generally the type of person who books last minute on a disney cruise because Mm -hmm. I just don't want to think about where I'm going in 2024, two years from now. And yes, Disney, Disney's not out yet for that. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I just don't know where I want to be two years from now. And especially if I'm going to put it down a non-refundable deposit. Right. Um, what if, you know, it some, for some reason, it doesn't work out to go. And those deposits are 20% of the cruise. They're not insignificant. Yeah, it's a significant chunk of change. To yeah. So. And have to be non-refundable. Right. So typically, I'm the type of person who... Uh, books kind of last minute or Sarah's like, Hey, do you want to go to Canada? And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going abso- to say, Hey, do you guys want to go? And somebody's going to say, no, it hasn't happened yet, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the last couple of years have really put a really big wrench in, in my traveling, but uh, you know, ideally three years ago today, by the way, we were in, Hawaii. I know, just FYI. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, but the, yeah, I would absolutely do it again if it's if it, if the price is what I'm willing to pay. Yeah. So I will say it definitely seems to me that the the biggest part of the value does sort of lie like financially, anyways, just from a strictly money, you know, in the alcohol. Um, I think. Oh yeah. Where you make up. And I had almost no. Um, onboard charges besides the cabana and the merchandise. Yep. I mean, um, cause I bought my husband a, one of those beer cups that you get, you know, a less price for alcohol and he hardly touched that at all. And I was like, that's fine. It was almost no money, you know, right. to buy him yeah. that. Um, and he bought, you know, he bought a couple and that's, that's okay. But yeah, he and he Sean was, discovered the, um, drink flight, uh, at yeah, yeah. Um, but it was my husband really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Lou wasn't going to get one, and then he saw Sean had it. Saw Sean. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but we we had almost no alcohol money spent at all, right? Which is which is yeah. really a lot of. I mean, I, I will always bring wine with me. I didn't, but you didn't have to do that in this case. So that I, right well, I did bring that. it. Yeah, I did bring it. Um, but I didn't touch it. I I took yep. it off the ship with me. Yep, uh, unopened. Mm-hmm. So that was. So to me, I mean, not that I'm going to spend twice the price of my cruise on alcohol, but I would have still spent probably several hundred dollars because it's just expensive. It's a cost. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, overall, we think it's worth it, but. It, you know, this, it's such an individual thing. Like Charla said, you know, I went on the cruise. I did not cruise concierge. I had a fantastic time. Right. Um, I will say there were times where I would have loved access to that cute little uh, hot tub lounge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and area. that and that right there, like we, I did not even go to the adults only area. I went to look at it, but yeah. I didn't go because I didn't need to. There yep. was almost nobody in there the entire time. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, so it was, it was really great, and we didn't have to go to the main pools and fight the main hot tubs with everybody else. <laughs> um, so that was really nice. Yeah, so right there. Yeah, no, um, no extra special line for the Aquamouse though. 
had to wait. To they start. should add that. <laughs> they should. They. I mean, really, don't you think they should have like just like one hour a day where it's exclusive for concierge guests? That would be. All right. Listen. Put that. In the Anybody email. listening? Just need yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> yeah. I'll give up my my free popcorn for that. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for episode 11 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. We only have one episode left in this season, guys. Crazy. We're almost done. Uh, So for our last episode, we are going to be talking about, uh, we're doing an in-depth review, going back to our resort reviews, and we're going to be talking about uh, Disney's Boardwalk Resort, specifically my stay at the cottages. Speaking of concierge, the cottages are actually uh, club level as well. So that's our last episode. Um, on the Patreon extra, I'm not entirely sure. I think we might be talking about a few weeks ago, we had talked about what I was looking forward to on this trip. So we might be doing what I actually got to accomplish on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that'll be up next. If you are a Patreon supporter, if you're not go to www.patreon.com slash Disney park princess, this you know, we've been busy um, creating a bunch of stuff, so please be sure to go to our website. Go to DisneyParkPrincess.com. There are new blog posts. We have a new YouTube video on our YouTube channel. Um, and, of course, we've been doing podcasts every week. So we are stepping things up as we get back to normal in this quasi post-pandemic world. <laughs> so, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.